0: Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, Marketing Consultant and Founder of Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How to Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's our mission at Dragonfly Marketing to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally based small business in Australia. Why? Because we know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. We believe small businesses are the backbone of our nation. When your business grows, it benefits not only you and your family, it benefits your whole community. Small businesses create a vibrant and connected economy. We employ local people, we donate to local charities, and we work together to build resilient and thriving regional communities. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. And do you know what? It is the How to Do Marketing Show's very first birthday. Hooray! We have been publishing this podcast for a whole year. And I've got to say, I must say, I am actually really proud of myself for this because it certainly hasn't been easy. It is a pretty grueling schedule, but I do love doing it. And I love hearing from my listeners when an episode or episodes have helped or inspired them because that's what I set out to do with this podcast. I'm really passionate, in case you hadn't guessed, um, if this is the first time you've listened to to the podcast, um, I'm really passionate about helping small business owners know what good marketing should look like. Because effective marketing will add value to a business and a brand. I'm going to call it, I'm even going to call it proper marketing, (laughs) professional marketing marketing that is strategically planned well implemented and meticulously measured will drive a return to your business social media posts tv ads emails direct mail you know you name a tactic it will not work if it is not linked to objectives They will not work if they were just done sporadically or whenever you get the chance. They won't work if you have not properly defined your target audience and crafted your messaging and channel delivery to reach and create impact with this this audience. And even though we cover lots of different marketing topics um, and tactical topics on this podcast These tactics are always viewed and discussed in the context of an overarching strategy. And a a strategic mindset has been an absolute must in my career today. It's something that we learn at university and we are encouraged as marketing professionals. We are encouraged um, to to take this this approach to our marketing um, in, in, in everything that we do. And in fact, the the more and more personal and professional development I do, the more that I realize that so much of our success comes down to how we actually use our mind to help us drive particular outcomes. So whether it's channeling presence, like addressing limiting beliefs, harnessing positivity, being curious or learning how to kind of calmly navigate challenging situations, your mindset, it seems, can help to make or or break you. So in today's episode, to celebrate the How To Do Marketing show's very first birthday, I'm actually going to talk really candidly about the mindset that seems to work for me and the marketing that I do day to day, and I hope this information helps to build a successful mindset for you when it comes to your marketing. Now, I said I'm going to to, to talk candidly, um, and I'm going to. I think I probably talk candidly in all of these episodes, um, but you'll notice that a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about does come back to that strategic mindset that I touched on before. Um, And the first kind of mindset point that I'm I'm going to talk about, and it does kind of reference the the strategic side of things, but it's more just about knowing that marketing will be hard sometimes. You know, sometimes marketing can be fun and creative and um, sometimes when you've actually put the groundwork in, it can be easy. But it's, a lot of the time, it's hard. It's hard for me. Like I've been doing it for, for over 20 years and sometimes it can be really hard for me. But the mindset for this is not going, okay, marketing is hard. The mindset is knowing that it's hard and knowing that it will get hard, but also knowing that you are capable of the challenge. And there's a couple of things that you can do to make sure that when your marketing does get hard, and and if if you haven't already, there's a couple of podcasts I've published recently about content burnout um, and how I experience content burnout, and it was with actually this this podcast, Um, and also fear and overcoming fear, particularly with thought leadership content. So it, it can be hard, but there are some things that we can do to overcome that. Those, those two podcasts certainly talk through some of the strategies that you can do to, to overcome some of those challenges. But do you know what? And this is, this is what so many of my academy members have told me. One of the biggest motivations to get you over the hurdle of hard Is measuring your marketing so so setting a strategy in the first place and and implementing smart marketing but then measuring that because each month if you can see that your marketing is either really slowly and gradually chipping away at your goals and getting where you need it to need to be or it could be really rapidly moving you towards your goals that's motivating that's what kept me going with the podcast. That's what keeps me going with my content schedule is just seeing the impact that it has on my business. Having those leads drop into my inbox or call me every single week because I am so consistent with my marketing. That's what keeps me going. So in terms of of the difficulty, you know, marketing is not rocket science. It's it does involve a little bit of science, but don't approach your marketing thinking that it's going to be something that you can kind of treat with frivolity. Like there's a lot of common sense with, with marketing, but it's not something that you can kind of, I just see so many small business owners either kind of viewing marketing as an optional, you know, oh, well, you know, if I get to marketing, I'll get to it. Or you know if we if we feel like we need to kind of do a little bit on facebook we'll get someone to post some things on on facebook just because there is someone that knows how to post something on fa- facebook that's not all you need to actually make facebook work for your business Posting fun images and a bit of an update now and again is not going to move your bottom line. It's not going to make a difference to your bottom line. Yes, Facebook um, is a marketing channel, but you've got to know how to use that well. And sometimes that can be a bit hard. No, not working out how to actually put the post on Facebook and, and maybe it's a little bit hard being consistent with it. But sometimes it'll be hard. If if even when you do have a strategy in place, sometimes you'll just run out of things to say, or you get too busy and you don't get the chance to actually make sure. And it might not just be Facebook; it might be all of your digital marketing channels. Look, I get too busy, and uh, you know what I should be doing a fortnightly email, but I don't always get to but that's okay i just need to recognize that and just do my very best to make sure it's as close as as every 2 weeks as as possible sometimes it can be hard when you actually see your competition starting to show up just like you you know have you ever you know got really busy with your marketing and and started printing some ads and you know you just got your website redone you've got your you know marketing content on a roll and it really seems to be to be working and lots of people are engaging it with you know, on social media and then all of a sudden you see your bloody competition just cop like flat out bloody copying what you're doing you know that's that's hard and it's annoying um but it's okay you know it means obviously that that what you're doing is is working and hey you you've been doing it for a lot longer than them um and hopefully uh you're you're creating exactly the effect that you need to create with your own customers and i guess we have to really have a mindset of abundance here and know that that's okay we can't as one small business service everybody in the world so if your competition are, are t- taking some inspiration from you, as long as you're getting, as long as you're achieving the goals that you set out to achieve, then that's okay. You will experience content burnout. Sometimes, you know, it just seems monotonous. Like we we get sick of of, of you know, talking about our business or talking about ourselves or talking about... Um, you know the the, the skills or, or talking about topics, you know, that that are adding value to our community. Sometimes we get a little bit bored of that. Sometimes you don't have the energy to front up because you know, particularly on social media and and, and even you know across emails, that that kind of um, constant um, digital those d- digital channels where you have to kind of turn up constantly. Well, some weeks we're just bloody tired, and we just don't bloody feel like being energetic when we when we get on and, uh, and and chat. So that's that's fine, you know. When you want to give up, you know, sometimes you just think I've been, you know, doing this for so long, and it doesn't seem like I'm getting any further, and I just want to give up. You know, sometimes you won't get any response from people and that might make you want to give up you know i seem to be posting all the time Um, i seem to be emailing and no one seems to be getting back to me yeah these are all things that happen to everybody but what i would say is for a lot of this it's momentarily like it's 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 a moment in time Um, you might not have energy this week but you might have energy next week for things like managing energy levels this is where it's sometimes really good to sit down and batch your content when you do have the energy to actually get it out there and be you know at your best when you're showing up in your social media feeds in your email marketing um you know i think with things like print and radio and tv ads you you you've always working to a kind of deadline there so having that deadline in place to make sure that you're getting that stuff done, regardless whether you've got the energy or not, will always redirect that. Um, When you're not getting a response, like sometimes I'll talk to business owners and they go, oh, I never really, you know, I don't know, it just feels like no one's responding. This is when, or, you know, it just seems like I'm not getting any leads or whatever. Sometimes we just don't acknowledge the leads or the response. So at that point i'll always say to them okay we'll go back let's go back to your monthly measurements let's go back to your monthly figures is it that you're not getting any new leads is it that you're not making your budget or your or your forecast or your target and a lot of the time when they actually go back they go oh actually yes they are oh yeah actually i forgot last week actually yeah quite a few people did actually respond last week it's just sometimes that we feel that that it's not happening and, and i think that largely depends on, on, you know, our mood um, and, you know, how the team's going and maybe if you've seen the competition doing really well and you look back on yours for the last week and you think, oh, but actually if you're measuring it week on, sorry, month on month to actually understand if the numbers are, you know, going in an upward trajectory, which is ideally what you want, um, or a nice stable maintenance mode, then, then you'll understand that, that it is. Now, in the case that it's not, like if you genuine, if you go back to your measurements and go, oh, actually, crap, it's, um, yeah, no one's responding and, and they haven't been for the last, you know, two months or whatever that we've been posting. Okay, then it's time to change tact. It's time to head back to the strategy and go, okay, are we taking the right message to the right people at the right time? time and this is where you might have to start tweaking and um, maybe getting a little bit more curious about your target audience you know have you actually asked the right questions do you know them as well as you think you do is your product or service is that compelling as you think it is you know don't 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 limit your mind, you know, have that open mindset that allows you to be curious with these sorts of things. If something isn't working, go straight into that curious mindset of, well, why isn't it working? Where is it broken? What can we be doing better? What other things are happening in the market for us to be able to to make some, some changes here? So yes, marketing can be hard, but you are capable of the challenge if you have the right tools in place. Um, The mindset of consistency. Now, I've spoken about this quite a bit on previous podcasts, so I'm not going to, to harp on about it too much. It's fairly straightforward. If you want a consistent flow of customers, you need to deliver a consistent flow of marketing. The other thing you need to be really consistent with too is your delivery of your product and your service. Delivery of your brand message. If you are consistent with your marketing and your branding and your product and service delivery, you will get a consistent flow of customers. It doesn't work any other way. You know, don't think that you can put something in place for a month and then get you know your leads sorted and your sales sorted and your customers sorted for the rest of the year you need to keep front of mind with them you need to be consistent with your efforts so having a mindset of of consistency and being open and acknowledging that that's what you need to make this work is absolutely imperative And that goes back to the just acknowledging that sometimes that can be hard and there's things that you can do to actually overcome the challenge of consistency because, you know, I'm a small business owner myself. I know how things can get in the way and disrupt consistent efforts. But as long as, you know, you are 90% consistent um, and you're always, I guess, have that mindset of prioritizing the consistency of your marketing, then you'll be fine. Okay, I touched on the curious mindset um, before, and I'm going to just deep dive into this a little bit more. An insatiable curiosity is a real strength. In marketing, and look to be honest, I just think it's a real strength as as a business owner because at the end of the day, you're developing a product or you're you are delivering a product or a service to other people, to consumers or to to a market. Um, you might be representative of that market, but you might not be. And even if you are representative of that target audience, not everybody thinks like you. So to have a curious mindset as to how other people might view the world, how other people might perceive value, how other people might be challenged day to day is a real strength. You know, empathizing with the person that you're ultimately selling to is honestly, you know, if I had to, to pick anything, from from this episode or anything from any episodes it would be you know and recommend one thing that you did it would be to be really as curious as you can with with your customers so something that we do with all of our clients so whether it's with our academy clients whether it's with our strategy clients where we just where we just work with them to develop their marketing strategy and then they go and they go and like Implement that and measure that um, themselves, um, or if it is with our retainer clients, the very very first thing that we do is once we've actually gone through what we call a discovery session and a marketing planning session, where where I generally ask them all the questions and we put as much information down from a business strategy point of view. So, you know, what's the business priority? Um, you know, who's your, who's your competition, what's the state of the marketplace, um, and we look at, well, what makes you different and, you know, what are some of the strengths of your businesses, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll also do a little bit of, um, well, quite a lot of discussion around who they believe their target audience is and we'll kind of profile, we'll, we'll segment out the market and go, well, here's all the different segments that might be relevant um, and... Then you know we work out who the who the target audience might be, but the very very next step that we do is we actually I actually get them to put together um, either it's a, it's it's a um, group of of customers that they've got on an on an email database, or I get them to nominate some of their existing customers or clients that I can talk to so that I can go and get their perspective. So we'll either do an online survey where we'll we'll ask, you know, 20 or or 30 questions about their perceptions, but we'll also ask, you know, what media channels do they use? You know, are they in special groups on Facebook? Do they use Instagram? How old are they? How many, you know, depending on who the client is and, and what the product is, you know, what does their lifestyle look like? Um, but then a lot of the questions are based around perceptions what do you think about this what would you do you know what 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 do you generally do in this situation Um, how do you compare this to this typically what do you do you know so there's a lot of questions there that we ask and this actually builds this beautiful profile of a typical client an ideal client and we know that that when we then put the the target profile together based on that information, that it's true because we've actually gone and asked the customer. So, so many times, you know, businesses will put together these target profiles of the ideal customer that they would like to exist. You know, well, I would like my target customer to be this person and they will value this and they will value that and they will do things this way because that's how we'd like them to act. Because if they acted like that, then it just means they're going to come and buy our product. <laughs> and it means that they're going to come and like all of our stuff on social media and you know respond to our emails and all the rest. So yeah, why don't we just design this perfect customer? No. That's not how the world works. We actually look at what's realistic. So, okay, so who, and and something that I'll often do with my my clients is say, pick a client, and this is when I get them to describe it, pick a client who you bloody love to work with. You know, they they never quibble on price. They're really, you know, good people and they're good to work with. You do your best work with them because you genuinely, you know, want to make sure that This customer is completely satisfied. Um, They tell other people about you. You know, they're they're a really, really good person to work with. And then I get them to describe them. And that kind of sets the the scene for for who that person is. But then we go and ask a whole bunch of people like them and and test that. Okay, so what what would you think in this situation? What do you actually, you know, um, what social media channels are you on? I remember there was this one academy client and um, in our marketing planning sessions, we were segmenting out our clients and she was absolutely adamant. And and so was I, that her uh, um, ideal client would be on LinkedIn, an avid user, an avid user of LinkedIn. So, you know, we had pretty much decided that that would be you know, a big part of, of, of the strategy. Anyway, as part of this, so with the academy, you go away and do your, a lot of this stuff yourself under my guidance. So I'd said, okay, we'll go and put your survey together. Um, you know, here's the questions that we need to ask and go and ask the questions. And as it came back, you know, three or four weeks later, not one of these ideal clients was on LinkedIn, none of them. So it was a huge wake up call. Go, oh my goodness! You just can't assume that just because you want them to be on LinkedIn because that would be a really convenient marketing strategy, does not mean that they are. So always, always, always be curious. And and look, it doesn't even stop with with that. You know. So yes, we'll do the the the, the profiling and the surveying and asking all the questions, but when it comes down to any decisions in marketing, you know, even when I'm sitting there writing a headline and a post or a blog article or whatever, I sit there going, okay, who is going to be seeing this? You know, who's going to be seeing this? What would make them react? Like what kind of photo can I put to attend, you know, to what image can I add to, to this blog post or this social media post, whatever it is, to really grab someone's attention? You know, what's going on in the world at the moment? Um, you know, what else will be in their news feed that I need to actually distract them from? So I'm always, always, always taking my hat off from the business owner or my client or or, or myself and putting the customer's hat on, you know, I think the the words that go through my mind the most are, I wonder, I wonder what they would think, I wonder what that, I wonder how they would react to that, and that is the best mindset that you can can have. Okay, next mindset is around values and aspirations, and how can I articulate this as a heading? um i'm not sure but it, it, the mindset around it, the mindset for this is is just making sure that you align with people and partner with people and organizations that align with your values and and aspirations I know that when we align with clients, when I align with employees, when I align with suppliers, um, when we align with you know, other stakeholders that we might be working with to, to deliver an outcome, we, if, if, if they share our values and our aspirations, then we all do our best work but when we choose a client or a supplier or a project or an employee or an opportunity for the wrong reason, we seriously compromise our integrity. Um, but I think most importantly, we compromise the joy that our work can bring. When you're not enjoying working with someone, it dulls your passion and your energy. It dulls your creativity. It distracts you from getting things done It encourages you to procrastinate and make excuses and bury your head in the sand. And these are not activities that are conducive to producing your best work. And we all want to produce our best work. I know for me personally, sometimes the logic um, or the rational side will overtake my, I guess, my heart, my gut feeling, my intuition. And when I ignore a gut feeling, <laughs> you generally bloody pay for it um, and that you know that's been with with clients, suppliers, employees, um, projects and now you know I think i'm I've obviously got a lot better um, at at listening to to my intuition, but sometimes you know what you you get busy. Um, and you get lazy or, or, you know, for some reason you miss the cues, you want it to work. Like sometimes you just want it to work. Um, but you know, deep down inside that it won't. And that's exactly what it will do for, for, for me and for the rest of our team. You know, it just takes one person, um, or one organization that's that's malaligned, you know, when we've chosen a client that just does not share our values around producing world-class marketing, it's horrible because it, it you know, we're not inspired because we're not producing the best work that we can do. You know, we're constantly feeling compromised. Um, we feel that we lack integrity. We don't, You know, I mean, and then that affects the relationship that we have with our clients and it's awful. Like that's not the way that we want to work. We want to be proud of what we do. We want to be stretching our minds. We want to be, um, you know, being the very best version of ourselves. But if we don't align with people that share our values, um, then that, that just fundamentally doesn't work okay creative mindset i believe personally that that marketing creativity comes from again if i go back to curiosity and strategic planning so i find i can be confident about the creative direction and and i think i've i've made a snack time episode about this Anyone can have a wacky idea, right? Like anyone can think up a wacky, crazy, disruptive idea. But if you actually implement that that idea without actually road testing that against a strategy or understanding how you're going to make that idea consistent or even understanding whether you yourself and your team might think that's an awesome idea, but does your customer... (laughs) then it stands just to be a flash in the pan and it might be creative and you might, you know, make a huge impact by implementing that idea and that might be great. You might get noticed for a week or 24 hours. But how does that idea actually affect your bottom line? How does that idea sustain, you know, um, a constant impact, a constant impact Um, How, how, you know, how does that idea actually drive consistent leads and and customers into your business? Or does it just really make a huge song and dance for a week, you know, get you noticed for for that week and then everything goes back to normal or, you know, somebody else has a big idea the next week and, you know, you're, you're, you're forgotten, you're soon forgotten. So creativity for me comes back to A just being really curious about what it is that you're trying to achieve with with your creativity and then coming back to your strategic considerations. And and obviously this is for for marketing. I might not be talking about, you know, creativity in art creation or anything like that. But from from marketing, the creativity comes from understanding how you can apply a creative solution to, to a problem. I um I judge a lot of application uh, submissions, award submissions in the Australian Marketing Institute awards for marketing excellence, and um, you know, you really do see, and, and I think actually the yeah, I mean, I I think why, oh, I can't remember when I did it, but I did one year mark the creativity um, the creativity submissions, and it's amazing. You know, sometimes there are these creative ideas that just don't seem to have any, you know, tie back into the strategic considerations. And it's really obvious that, that yes, it's a fantastic idea and creative idea. But when you're actually looking that in terms of, well, you know, what was the objectives around that and, and, and what did that actually achieve apart from a bit of, you know, flesh in the pan results, not much. Um, so there, there's, there's but the, the ideas and the creativity that comes from, you know, a really solid understanding of, of the customer and how you can actually solve a problem, how you can actually solve a problem of the theirs is genius. It's brilliant. You know, some of the c- creativity that has been implemented um, to to achieve that 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 problem solving, it can be absolutely incredible. But I'll, I can often see the difference between something that's just somebody's great idea versus a, a creative solution to to a problem, a well planned strategically planned um, creative solution to a problem. Um, making mistakes so. When we've done the research, when we've done the groundwork, we are typically in a position to develop smart marketing solutions that will work. And when I say research and groundwork, I am talking about that strategy. I'm talking about going and having customer conversations or doing some customer research to actually be as informed as you possibly can be. And I know that when I've done this customer research and when I've put a plan together, Um, I'm so confident about the creative, um, you know, the implementation part of it, because I'm like, well, I know that these people, you know, behave this way, um, or value these things or whatever. And I know this is where the organization is is trying to get to. So I'm pretty confident that these are the things that will get them there. But guess what? (laughs) People are unpredictable. The whole bloody world is unpredictable at the moment. And so we can't always anticipate what's going to happen next. All we can do is get as close as possible. But we will make mistakes. We will need to accept that there will be some trial and error involved in some of our creative execution. And in some ways, you know, that's the beauty of of digital platforms. You know, you can write something on your website and if it's not you know if it's not working or if it's if if you're writing a landing page and and you know trying to convert people to to buy something from that landing page on your website, and it's just not working, people aren't buying. The beauty of digital is you can literally hop in there that afternoon and just change it up, change it around, change the wording, change the image, maybe add a different video um, and and you can change that really easily same with with you know social media stuff you can kind of start running ad campaigns and they've got so much sophistication in those those ad platforms now that you can test a lot of things you can test different audiences you can test different creatives so you can always kind of, again, if you've got that curious mindset of, oh, I wonder what's going to work um, and those good foundations, it's, it you know, digital channels have really been set up to, to, to help you succeed. And if, if you're not succeeding, to be able to kind of change course really quickly. Um, but also, how are you to know that you're making a mistake if you're not measuring? Like if, I mean, yes, you can measure whether sales are being made, but how do you know where it's being let down? So if you're not making sales, if you're not achieving your revenue goals, profit's probably a bit different, but if you're not achieving your revenue goals, I mean, profit would be, you'd take the same approach, but I'm not an accountant, so I'm not going to advise as to how, how to be curious about, about profit, but in terms of revenue if you've set your goals in, in as you know your revenue targets and you're not making them how do you know which bits broken how do you know why you're not achieving those sales so when we put measurement ecosystems together, we're measuring every step that someone will take on a marketing journey with you. So how many people are actually being exposed to your marketing content? Now, obviously, this works beautifully with digital. We can't measure it um, as accurately if we've if we've got clients who are using radio or sponsorship or um, you know print ads, for for example but um with the digital channels and most small businesses in fact all small businesses that we work with all have you know quite a few digital channels so we're able to to measure that part but we measure how many people are actually seeing your content and then we measure how many people are then engaging with that content how many people then kind of move from seeing that content and engaging with that content to actually then converting to a lead or a sale, depending on on what you sell. And then, how many people are we actually convincing to come back <laughs> and buy more, or can we get more sales from from existing customers? Um, and then, how many of our customers are actually talking about us? So, so there's quite a complex, but but straightforward, if that makes sense, um, way of measuring your marketing activity to see whether you're making mistakes. So you might pick up that, okay, well, we're not actually making any revenue. And so if we look back and through your marketing measurements and go, well, no one's actually, your reach is so low. Like we're not actually getting in front of enough people to feed the funnel, to feed the marketing funnel. Um, or we might be getting a truckload of people seeing our content, but that's all they're doing. They're seeing it. We've got no one engaging with it or not enough people engaging with it to then move them on to, to the conversion. Or if we've got loads of people seeing it, loads of people engaging, and then no one's actually buying, okay, well, what's happening at that point of conversion? Is it that one of our team is not selling particularly well um, or doesn't have the skills to convert some of these leads into to sales? Is it because our website is not, you know, they've all we get them to the website, they're all ready to go, but but we lose them there because you know, our website hasn't been geared to properly communicate that or take them on that part of the journey. So part of understanding where you're making mistakes is making the commitment to actually measure whether you whether you're making mistakes and it goes the same way for when you're when you're not making mistakes when you're actually creating wins you know how do you know where you're winning now most people you know if 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 they're if their revenue is going beautifully well they don't feel and i you know, don't disagree. They don't feel too compelled to analyze exactly what's 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 going right because they, well, things are going right. So, so it's generally only when when things are going wrong that we look to 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 be analytical about it. But um, sometimes I think it is a really good good thing to do to analyze when you are going really well, because you kind of want to know that you're, that it's not just a fluke or it's not just the market or, you know, that there are things, you know, what is it exactly about what you're doing that, that you're getting right so that you can ensure that you can continue to do that. And I guess the other thing around that making mistakes mindset is, you know, sometimes we can fail at something, um, and failure can be painful, but it's often fleeting. And as long as we're learning from it, you know, sometimes when we have a really solid understanding of what doesn't work because we've measured it and we can emphatically kind of say that we've got the data to know that, that that's, that's a mistake, then we're much closer to finding out what does work. So, you know, just understand that, that mistakes are inevitable, we will make less mistakes if we have done the proper research and planned our marketing strategically. So again if I if I go back to to actually if I just touch on the touch on the the topic of strategic mindset again. because I think it's really important to, to to so this is kind of addressing the the innovation piece and having an innovative mindset. The innovation in the marketing industry is based around tactics and channels. So so marketing is just in the the marketing industry is in a constant state of innovation. You know, we have new social media channels popping up every day. We have new ways of using existing social media channels um, that pop up, you know, all the time. These tactics are, are forever Uh, being reinvented and and they keep us all on their toes. And do you know what? It can be sometimes really, really tempting to get caught up in the innovation of these these tactics and thinking that that's important. But strategy is ineffective without the tactics, but tactics are really ineffective without the strategy. So, don't get so caught up in the innovation of the channels and keeping up and making sure you're producing bloody Instagram reels and TikTok videos and all the rest without checking back in with the strategy. Okay, so TikTok's a thing now, everyone seems to be talking about it, and there's all these fun things that you can do with the video. Is that A, where your target audience is, and B, Is that something that's in alignment with your brand? Is that actually something that's going to affect your bottom line? You know, how does this innovative new way of communicating actually tie in with you, tie in with your customers? So the founding principles of marketing will always guide good decision-making. So if you're constantly coming back to objectives And what makes you different, and who is your target audience, and keeping to your key messages, regardless of whether you're communicating that via a reel or a plain old social media post or a good old blog post from from days, you know, years ago, um, then you should still be seeing a, a result. So, the other mindset is to have. The mindset I think that's really important, um, another mindset that's really important, I should say, is don't think that your marketing is just for your customers and your clients and your target audience. Marketing can inspire your customers and and, and your target audience to become ambassadors, but it can actually also inspire your team and other stakeholders to become raving fans. And this is so powerful. You know, I think there's so many small businesses that overlook the power of their team. And this this is going to touch on cultural issues a little bit. So, again, you know, if you've got a culture where your team are valued and everybody um, is really inspired and passionate and wants to be there and wants to be doing their best work, then this radiates. You know, this is something that they take and particularly for small businesses in regional communities, you know, people talk. So if everybody knows that the people at your small business love what they do, love who they work for, are proud of their brand, that can have a ripple effect of hundreds of people, hundreds of people. Because often when these people are really, really inspired to work for you, And have a really good time at work you know you might not even have to ask them to actually share the stuff on social media share your posts on social media share an email out with a family member who they think that might might benefit from from what you're talking about in your your email direct people to your website you know people when they're when they're really really happy with what they do you know how you know how's work awesome i love it we have the best team we have the best business we have the best brand we're doing the most exciting things that's super super powerful if you've got a team of 20 if you've got a team of 100 imagine if all of those people are out in their communities talking about how awesome your business is that's really really powerful so that's the cultural issue But from a marketing point of view, again, you know, if you're keeping your team on the journey and helping them understand the importance of, of, you know, why you're posting on Facebook or why you're, you know, investing so much in this beautiful website, because this is what this website will do for the business. You know, it will create more revenue. It will create you know more opportunities for the business. Taking them on that journey can help them really get involved with the marketing. So whether that's, you know, maybe um, uh, contributing some ideas, maybe it's actually just being so proud of that website that they share that out to their social community. You know, there's all sorts of things. And if if your staff, I mean, they are your are your like your, your your major tribe. So if they're happy and they're inspired by by your marketing, like if you, you know, at a real basic level, if you've prepared some merch, you know, branded merch, and it's cool and it's funky and your brand is cool and funky and well-known, getting your team to wear that shouldn't be a problem. And again, you know, that's 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 people viewing your brand. If people are just opting to wear that to the soccer field on a Saturday, happy days. So don't overlook your your team. That can be really, really powerful. Um, again, on the same kind of um, on the same, uh, I guess, same kind of topic, but slightly different slant, marketing can't exist in isolation. So have a mindset that marketing is is only effective when it's aligned with all of your organization's objectives. So don't kind of have the mindset that marketing sits out there on its own and is optional. You know, you'll just dip into marketing when you get a chance or you'll just dip into marketing, you know, when when you feel like it. It's optional. It's not. <laughs> um, and it doesn't exist in isolation. It should be one of the key core pillars of of your business. It has to be aligned with your organization's objectives and Honestly, if your business hasn't landed on those objectives, if you don't know what the priorities of your business are, then put the marketing on ice until you've worked those out because marketing really does need to, to tie in to those objectives so that it can actually help you bring a return. Um And it needs to be aligned in your operations. It needs to be aligned with your business development efforts. It needs to be aligned with your financials and everybody within those pillars and and your people. Most importantly, it needs to be aligned with, with your people and it can have a huge effect. You know, your brand can have a huge effect on the type of person that you are then able to attract as an employee to your business. So there's... lot of good reasons to actually make sure that marketing sits front, you know, and and collaboratively with your HR, your finance, your operations to make sure that it's actually being integrated and and having the best effect um, on on your business. Um, Okay. The last mindset, uh, actually second last, connection. So, your customers will always connect more with the people behind your brand than they will, than anything else that you have to offer. There's always going to be a place for automation and wizardry and all the fancy things that the digital channels can deliver right now. However, human to human connection is in our DNA. We value human connection more than anything. If there's something that we took out of COVID, it's that humans need other humans to connect with. So, stop looking for the quick fix, stop looking for the magic, easily press a button and that will do my marketing. Yes, as I said, automation can make your life a hell of a lot easier. Doing things like scheduling your content and all of that sort of stuff can definitely make your life easier. But make sure that there is some place for connecting with a person, Because particularly in regional communities, this can be the difference between you and the competition. The people behind your brand, particularly if you have some amazing people behind your brand, these are one of your biggest assets. So why would you not get one of your biggest assets in front of, of your customer? You know, don't underestimate the power of a human conversation, of a human smile of knowing the person behind the telephone that you're speaking to or behind the email. Um, Human connection is is really important and there's all sorts of ways that you can do that using digital channels. It doesn't all have to be face-to-face. There's scalable ways of doing this, but don't be so caught up in in looking at ways that you can automate and, and make everything robotic that you forget the power of humans behind your brand. And lastly, very important mindset is that marketing is affordable. You don't have to spend a lot of money to ensure results from your marketing. You do, however, need to be committed to a consistent and persistent approach because if you are out of sight, you are out of mind. Obviously, I've won that small budget budget marketing three years in a row, there's all sorts of things that you can do. And I'm talking like a very small budget. There's there's ways for unfortunately for a lot of small businesses based regionally, a lot of them get sold on, you know, one particular channel being the answer to all their problems. And they'll, you know, drop ten or twenty thousand dollars on this this one channel. And that is a waste of money um, because it's generally all considered and it's really about meeting a, a salesperson's objective more than it is about driving true success to, to your marketing results. Um, there are some really, really clever things that you can do, particularly if you've put the strategic thought and planning into it. And when I say that, I, you know, don't underestimate that that you will to pay someone, to pay a a professional marketer to get results um, may not come cheap. Um, It may not be something that you're expecting, you know, you you may not be able to shell out $10,000 and get an expert marketing professional as as well as your, all of your marketing done for the year. In fact, I, I don't think you will. However, if you are investing in in a marketing professional to do your marketing, you will get a return on your marketing so marketing isn 't about being a cost line item it 's not a cost it 's an investment so if you're investing ten thousand, well then you should be getting a return on that so it 's a cost of ten thousand with a return of say forty or a hundred or whatever, depending on what your business is. So just think of marketing as as an investment. It doesn't have to cost the earth. Um, The smarter the marketing is, the less it will cost and the higher impact you will achieve. So I hope that this has been helpful. There's lots of mindsets to to consider there. And if you have been enjoying the show, I would really love it if you could please leave me a rating or review on whichever podcast platform you listen to. If if they allow that, Apple definitely do. Um, It really means a lot to me to hear from, from my listeners and to get feedback on whether what I'm publishing for you is valuable. Um, So please drop into the ratings and review it treat it as a first birthday present for me if if you would like to to contribute to the to the birthday celebrations, please do so by leaving a rating and review. And also, if you could, um, if you want to suggest any future topics or even fabulous marketers that I can interview, just drop me an email to jane at dragonflymarketing.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production.